Here in Chicago. I adopted Buffalo. You um, were hurt. You were hurt by that. I've been, I, I have been to Buffalo. I think once. Years ago. It obviously stayed with you. Harry uh, had me taxed, or not taxed. I actually called John Holosek in his home while he was a player in Buffalo for uh, some, some Buffalo hangouts before the game while I was a reporter. Remember when Holosek was a player sure. with the Bills? Yeah, it was a great. Was he special teams and a linebacker, right? Yeah, well, he was a starting linebacker was with he? them. Yeah. yeah. Good player. He started for them. And uh, I called him, and we went out. So. Yeah, it was a good time, but uh, you want to go back? I, I yeah, I'd go back. There's no go game back. there this weekend. Yeah, no, no game. I know, no. I know. But it should be a great game between the Chiefs and Ravens. That Think the be- Ravens are three and a half point favorites. Yes, I heard Carmen say that. Are you surprised that it's been this long? They were. I forget what year they said. I heard on the broadcast that the Ravens have not hosted an AFC Championship game. Uh, in years, it was before Joe, like Joe Flacco, the, oh, those yeah. teams hadn't hosted one. They went on the road. I don't think Ray Lewis had one too. Oh, look, I, I'm trying to think the it's year been that a they lo- said a long time, but it, it it's been so long since they had hosted one. The, it, look, they're the more complete. They're the better team in this game. Like if 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 Pat Mahomes, Patrick Mahomes, and the Kansas City Chiefs can go into Baltimore and beat that Ravens team. Like I thought, the Ravens showed they were. They this was when we talked to Doug. It was something we talked to him about on Friday. The Ravens had basically their starters hadn't played for three weeks, so there's going to be an yeah. initial you know period of rust, and then the, I think the Ravens outscored the the Texans twenty four to nothing in yes. the second half. It was a boat race in the second half. They they bounced back nice. I don't I don't look. I think the Ravens are decidedly better football team than the. This Kansas City Chiefs team coming to town. I had two uh, live bet experiences, one good, one bad. Uh, going into halftime, I looked at the Ravens. The Ravens were, I think, minus six and a half. They started the day at like minus 10 or minus nine and a half, depending where you got them. And I'm like, even though the Texans had all the momentum going into halftime, I'm like, you know what? You get the Ravens at minus six and a half now. They're getting the ball coming out of half. They're going to shake off the rust. Harbaugh's going to get him collected. And so I played the Ravens coming out of the half. Good play. Minus, and it was a great play. And then uh, the other one was a live bet on the 49ers. And I thought this was a guarantee. I got the 49ers early in that game after the Packers scored at minus three and a half. After they came out similar, like a, a minus nine and a half. They went on like an eight-minute drive and kicked a field goal to start the game. And so I got the 49ers at minus three and a half, and I'm like, this is too good to be true. The 49ers are going to win this game easily. And that one that one was a huge fail. Yeah, you uh, were fortunate. They outscored the Packers 10-zip in the fourth quarter. Um, that they were lucky to just win 21. the game, but I didn't cash the bet. Like I thought that that was money in the bank. Well, there's and, and no such saying as money in no, the bank I when know, you're gambling. For sure. But like I, I, early in the game to get them at minus three and a half, yeah. I thought for sure it was going to catch that. And uh, no no dice. No sale. All right. A couple of things here. Uh, Shane Waldron is the new Bears offensive coordinator. Oh, I thought you wanted to break down the Buffalo Sabres. I'm sorry. My bad. We talked about Dominic Hasek uh, last week. <laughs> I couldn't tell you a thing about the Buffalo Sabres currently. I have no, cl- no clue. I have no idea. Um, I do believe that the guy who owns the Bills also owns the Sabres now. Pagula? Right? Yeah. Is it Terry Pagula? Pagula. Yeah. He's, Isn't uh, that right, Meller, Mr. Hockey? Tennis player daughter? Yes. Who's Jessica. number four in the country, yes. in, in the world? I don't know if she's still, I think she, is she still, uh, I've been watching a lot of Australian Open. How long you staying up? Dude, I'm, it's on. When I go to bed, it's on when I wake up. Just like to hear the returns, right? I don't like to hear the groaning. Anything. Mm-hmm. They like the groaning like in the to, house. Like to turn the volume down. I don't know if she's still. I, I think she got beat. Maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. I'm not sure. But last she's, time yeah, checked, she's a top she was five number player. four. Yeah, she's an, a fantastic. When's the player. last time you checked? A week ago. Oh, nice. you did check a week ago. She was in an article. There was an article I was reading about the Bills. Is my uh, adopted a new team exactly? And and like she was quoted about something, and it said as the number four ranked player in the in the world. That's that's, that's, that's counts for check. <laughs> Yeah, right volume's in. down. Volume's is, down in our house. Wow, I don't fall asleep to this. Yeah, she's not. She she got beat earlier. 
So she's not still around in the Australian Open. But yeah, t- tennis is on morning, noon, and night in my this house. This is like they like to play a game in the Waddle neighborhood. Is this? It's coming from the Waddle bedroom, but is it the television or is it actually coming from the Waddle bed? I'm not sure what that sound would be. That's some kinky stuff right there. Yeah. Yeah. By the way, you realize that, like, the matches start, there's matches that start at 11 o'clock at night because of the time difference. So it's, it's been on morning, noon, and night. My it's house. Mr. Time Zone. Just telling you. It's been on morning, noon, and night, my house. <laughs> what what, what, what is Paula there. Ferris doing here? <laughs> she would be mortified if she only knew. Yes. She's doing like a podcast on like being mindful now. Being mindful, look at you, slowing you, it look down. Look at your dumbass over there. Is Buffalo Bill's <laughs> biggest fan playing stuff that makes her sound... Uh, uh, right, can we move on? Can, can, we, can we inform about Shane Waldron? By the Waldron deck is going to be a big popular Where is he spot. Park? Should he have to park in the Waldron deck instead of the North uh, Garage? If he gets our offense up to speed, he can park in 50-yard line. I don't care. <laughs> Let's just score some points this year, okay? They have to do like some sort of a, a bit with the Waldron deck, don't they? Where he, like Jason Kelsey, is like, uh, doing a bunch of chugging a beer. After every win, Shane Waldron should... Like, pound a beer at the Waldron deck. That's fine. Post game. That sounds great. But Jason Kelsey chugging beers at a Buffalo game to support his brother is a little bit different than Shane Waldron chugging a beer at the Waldron deck. Just want to, you know, differentiate the two. What, like a play suggestion box as you walk in? That's 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 on the Waldron Waldron deck. deck. Yes. One play a game. Fans submit, yes. and then for the next game, they'll go through the uh, the suggestion box. Kevin Warren will do that. He'll get that sponsored. And you know Shane Waldron will have to run one some, play. Some would argue that, that 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 plan was in effect this year, and the Bears <laughs> used it more than once a game. Maybe they'd be better off if that was uh, the case in the past. Tell me more about the Bills from last night. Uh, I got to say, can, can I say tell you this or ask you this? How many brothers truly would do what Jason Kelsey did? Well, my brother would. would. Like, there are many sibling rivalries where he was just eliminated a week ago. And, like, there aren't many brothers who would truly be happy for his own brother like he was. Pure joy, pure love. What kind of... But I didn't have a about? brother, so I maybe... What do you mean that most brothers wouldn't have a tremendous amount of pride and appreciation? Well, a lot of brothers your... fight and a lot of, like... They're not nine years old. <laughs> okay, so am I wrong? Would yes. most brothers be like that? Yes. Like, pure ecstasy and joy for his brother. What do you what what do you think he's doing? Why you think he's you think he's wishing that they lose? No, 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 but I like a lot of them um, uh, a week before was just eliminated to force him into retirement. Would they all be there the week after on the road supporting him shirtless like he was? Well, listen, they have the Kelsey's have their own way of doing things. Shirtless I don't know. And chugging beer, I don't know, but supporting your your sibling, yes, I feel very confident that that would happen. You think so? Like yes. in person, like that? Yes. Okay, maybe I don't have a good handle of the brotherly relationship. Do you no, think, yeah. What do about you Mason? Think, like, don't you think twenty years from now, Mason be I supporting Braxy? So. I hope so. Yeah. I do. What were you expecting? Were you expecting Jason Kelsey to sit at home in a Bills uniform? Yeah, I'm a little bit. cheer for the Bills? I, I, I'm, no, but I'm, I'm still getting over the loss. I'm sure you I'm are. Gonna, I'll root for you via the television. I'll, I'll be there in spirit, but I'm going to be here at home. I think it's easier for him, though, because you know he's retiring. So, it, you know, it just seems like this is kind of part of, okay, he's left that. Behind and now he's. I wonder how much of this is being captured for a documentary, too. By the way, that's true. It's probably another Amazon Prime thing. I mean, with or Taylor Swift production, either or. And I have no like. I, I know there are still so many people who are not over the Taylor Swift stuff who get very upset about it. Who cares? Like what that they show her? I don't care. And it's very limited. 
I, I, this is entertainment. I, I, I'm fine with all now, of it. I will say the, my, the highlight of the panning the crowd pictures was Jason Kelsey shirtless chugging a beer in the cold weather. Like that to me made me laugh. I don't screech and scream if they show Taylor Swift in the in the press box. How many the, times they show her? Four? I don't know. I'm not bothered by it in any way, shape, me or form. Me neither. Don't care. What do you want? More shots of Romo in his workout gear? No, I, I don't need that either. Well, like instead of those cutaways, what 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 do you what cutaways of what do you want? I don't know. I don't, more sideline shots? Is that what you're looking for? I don't I don't care. Well, and think about it too, because I just don't want to miss a play. As long as your your camera's pointed at the field when the when play's going on, I'm cool with it. She's in the booth with Brittany Mahomes too. So if they were, if Taylor Swift wasn't there, you'd probably be catching glimpses of Brittany Mahomes as well. Right, right. Like who's who's the coach, the, the former coach, or the C, uh, the Sonics coach that I uh, George Carl, George Carl. Like even George Carl on Twitter did a poll question: w- What drives you crazy more? The Kelsey he phrased it as the Kelsey kids or uh, Taylor Swift or C get off my lawn. Like this is a former NBA coach, high level NBA coach who is being driven crazy. By cutaways of Taylor Swift and and Jason Kelsey, who is loving up his brother. Well, you thought it was weird too, though. So no, I didn't think it was weird. I thought it was awesome. Well, like, I'm just saying, like that's awesome that a brother is out there for his own brother. Just, I'm shocked that you like if you had a brother. I've always similar, wanted a brother in a similar situation. Wouldn't you be there to help celebrate? I yeah, I would. I, I would think like, but again, I. I didn't know. Like, I don't know. I don't know the brotherly relationship. You'd be pissed if, like, Meller said one of your sons was doing something, you know, fantastic, and the other brother was sitting at home belly aching because he was jealous of the other brother. It would piss you off. Do but, you? Let me put John on really quick. Go ahead, Meller. What I was going to ask you: Do you think Jim would not have been in attendance for the Ravens game? Good. There you go. If, if, if Michigan had lost the national championship, that's right. That's right. Probably not. Oh, why? Because of you know the Harbaugh's. You know how the Harbaugh's are. He would be it's, there for his brother. It's really interesting because, like, it's very similar because Jim lost to John in a Super Bowl. Jason lost to Travis in last year's Super Bowl. There's a lot of similarities. John in Schomburg uh, brings this to you. What's up, John? Hey, it's Beck and John, your buddy. And uh, by the way, Sylvie, I I found that that old show that you were saying that I was criticizing you a couple months ago. Oh, you went Remember back you to the said, tape. Well, no, I didn't mean to. I just I went when when I was catching up, I just came across it, and you guys were having the conversation. That you must have misunderstood what I was talking about because it was actually I was happy with what you were saying that day because you were uh, piling on Eberflus and I'm all about it, but it was a day you guys were up at Hallis Hall and Waddle wasn't... It was more... Waddle will probably be more mad at me than you because I was like, Waddle's not going to say anything bad. Why does Sylvie keep saying, like, trying to egg him on to... Because I was agreeing with everything you said all that right, day. don't worry about and, it. What, what any, do you want to say anyway, now? I'm anyway, as far as the brothers go... Once again, I disagree with Waddle, and I'm, you know, Sylvia, you said you don't have a brother, but Maybe I Maybe you guys I do, can be brothers and, now. You and John can well, be brothers. Well, I do have a brother. I have a regular brother and a half-brother. I get along with the half-brother fine, but the real brother, I, we do not get along at all. Why? Like, for, yeah, I, I don't know. They're different. He's real, like, into politics and that kind of stuff, and, you know, I, I don't really care about politics at all, so we just, we're like oil and water. We don't like the same stuff and would definitely not if i was playing in a, the super bowl he would not show up there's for sure no See, way not everyone on so, the kelsey swaddle well right and i also it reminds me of an example whenever anybody says that brothers always get along the old show entourage you know Vinny and johnny drama always lived together and were you know went everywhere together and there was an episode where john stamos was on just one episode and he was like, so you guys really get along? I hate my brother. So, you know, it does happen. <laughs> Thanks, John. <laughs> There's John. Mike I didn't in, follow along with him real Mike yeah. in Naperville. What's up, Mike? Hey, guys. Hey, quick question. Don't you think it's a setup with uh, the Kelsey's just to keep the brand alive? If it is, it doesn't bother me. 
Um, it, it, it probably like it, it, I, whoever brought up the the Amazon Prime thing. It's probably another documentary. Could be right, yeah. right, right. Yeah, it doesn't. Because, but I'm with Waddle. It doesn't bother me either. And I I enjoyed it yesterday. I thoroughly I, like. I was watching on Instagram him tailgating with Bill's Mafia, my yeah. um, new adopted uh, people. What do they do? The shots just, out of a bowling ball? They, what is just that? from Buffalo. They're not from a foreign country. My new people. My from... new people. What, what, what do they do? What is this? Is, is, is I, it I a shot yes. out of a bowling ball? I, I think so. I think we Just talk. what you'd do that, right? You know, somebody's grimy, grimy fingers were in that bowling ball. I, I think mean, we've asked about that before. Yeah. What it, refresh my memory. What is that? Uh, it's, I don't know what it's called, but it doesn't seem like it's a very difficult shot to consume because, you know, the bowling ball... Holes are very small and they're not very deep. And if you watched Jason Kelsey take the shot from the bowling ball, it didn't take no, very long. No, it did not take long. By the way, Zetterman has chimed in. He said, good thing Sylvie doesn't have a brother. Somehow he is jealous of the brother he doesn't have. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm envious, not jealous. I'm envious of that. I liked it. I, I, I just said, I looked at it and I'm like, this is great. He just lost last week. He's living vicariously now. They were teammates as well in high in college. Remember, it's they Cincinnati, were both at the right? University of Cincinnati. Yeah. So, like, what's the alternative? Showing a Buffalo Bills fan who's shirtless, That's or, what I'm saying. or the professional football player who just retired, who is very funny when you see him on camera. The only time I got mad about Jason Kelsey was when they took up a quarter of the Bears Carolina game on Amazon Prime on the Thursday night game. To talk about Philly stuff during a Bears-Carolina game. Remember that? I just wanted that game to end, so I just I didn't care. I just wanted the game to end. So did Amazon. Yeah. That's, that's why they were talking about Philly stuff. Right. I didn't see any of that. I wasn't interested in any of it. <laughs> All right. Let's get to the good, bad, dirty. Then I'll play the Greg Olson and Brock Heward stuff. The good. It's gone! Oh, my God! The bad. Dirty. I'm talking about nasty. Uh, wow. So many stories are running through my head right now. Waddle and Sylvie on ESPN Chicago. That's right. The good, the bad, the dirty. Our take on the weekend activities or anything else we experienced. One thing good, one thing bad, and one thing that we perceived as dirty. What's your good, Waddle? My good. I've said this a couple of times today, and I uh, intimated this to you guys yesterday. My good was the, the Ben Johnson game plan. And the play calling for the Detroit Lions as they got past the Bucks. I thought the game plan was really, really good. It's a very good Bucks defense that takes a lot of chances. They come at you. They're aggressive. And Ben Johnson, from the beginning, attacked their linebackers with the tight ends of the running backs in the passing game. At the end of the day, Sam Laporta had nine catches. And between the two backs, Gibbs and Montgomery, they had seven catches. So I thought it was a brilliant game plan. And then when Dean, their best corner, went out, I think they threw at his backup three straight plays. So I thought they were dialed in. Again, I give the players credit for executing the game plan. But I thought the game plan, and there were some good game plans. I thought Joe Brady for the Bills. I don't know how that's going to connect back to the Bears and, and we're going to get in a fight again. But I thought Joe Brady was good. I thought Andy Reid was good. I think there were a lot of really good game plans, but I thought Ben Johnson had the best game plan of all, and it was really fun to watch that whole thing unfold. Uh, this is on the Kelseys, too. So this goes into what we were talking about. My good is win-win for Travis Kelsey. If he loses the football game against the Ravens in the AFC Championship game, did you know this? That right now... The parties are lining up in Vegas for the Super Bowl to pay him. Do you know how much per party? One million dollars. Did you read this? I did not. No, I didn't. I didn't read it. It is one million dollars. Just hoping that Taylor Swift will be with him, I guess. It's not necessarily that they think, because I don't think she's going to show up. Um, And I think I heard the guy say today that she's going to be in Tokyo uh, on the Saturday before the Super Bowl. But his fame now is so big. All these brands who run these parties would rather him lose so they can get in line to pay him a million dollars to go to parties. One million dollars to attend a Super Bowl party. 
it is pretty damn good to be Travis Kelsey yeah. these days. That's a, that's quite a deal. One million dollars to come to have a fun. The party. Yeah, I, I would think that previously Gronk was one of those guys. I don't think anyone was paying Gronk a million dollars to come to a party. I don't know. Like I, I, I think that's probably like Leonardo DiCaprio money when he gets paid to go to a party. Like that's that's top dollar. Sounds like it, but I don't know. I don't know. I'm not in the expensive party going. It's been a shrewd move falling in love with the world's biggest superstar. Are they getting married? They they announced, like Carmen was ranting about this. Uh, there was a story last week that they are like basically announcing that they plan on being engaged in six months. Good I for think them. All the Swifties, too, are in on it. They think it's happening. Like, in the, in the past, they've been very skeptical, but they're all in. They think well, it's going to happen. You know what you do, though? That's the perfect bait to put it out there, to have the ultimate breakup song right after the Super Bowl. Wow. Just throwing it out there. And then is there, is there, did they, have the Kelseys ever done a, a reality TV show? Yeah, Travis had his own. Did he? It was uh, Catching Kelsey. That's, oh, right. that's right. That's right. Yes. Did you hear this too? Romo uh, uh, slid this one in. Excuse no me? pun intended. By which Buffalo beat the Chiefs back in December. <laughs> There's your brother-in-law right behind you. <laughs> he was calling Jason Kelsey Taylor Swift's brother-in-law. It's the second time he's done that. They're not married. Well, maybe he's just trying to be funny. Okay. We even but know we if he understands what he's funny. saying. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, what do you got? Uh, What's your dude? good? Um, my good. Now, Waddle, you are praising Ben Johnson's I game was. plan. Yeah. It's hard to knock it, but I will say he should get the ball to Jameer Gibbs more because, damn, he is good he and is scary. Good. And he had nine carries for, I think, uh, 74 yards yesterday, including that touchdown, which really did break the game open for the Lions. Jameer Gibbs is going to be a thorn in the side of uh, Bears fans out there for a long, long time. He is the best running back since Barry Sanders donned the Honolulu Blue for the Detroit Lions. So are we now uh, ripping all the people who thought it was a bad pick? Well, they drafted him with the 12th 12th overall overall selection. I don't know. I mean, would he have been there when they picked in the... uh, They picked later in the first round, right? Yeah, Jack Campbell. Jack Campbell. Or in the second round. I don't know. Look... It's still not something I would do. I think they have more of a luxury of doing that because their offensive line is set. Most of their defensive line is set. You can go in that direction, although that's not a philosophy I would certainly buy into. And because Brad Holmes has been so good at drafting in the entire draft for the last three years, he's knocked it out of the park, that they can go ahead and spend on a luxury pick like Gibbs. They got Laporta in the second. He's I mean, the, if you're winning a playoff game, is that with with plays like that, is that a luxury pick? Well, I think at the time it was. It's a luxury pick for a team. For me, it is for a team if you're already. Like, I can't make that pick if I'm the Bears with the 12th overall right, selection. Right, right. Because I'm not ready to go there. I think that the Detroit Lions were in a much better spot. Their entire offensive line was in place. You know, a lot of their defensive line was in place. They've got, you know, other things that are in place. So, for me, I think that the Lions can make that pick more readily than the Bears can. But it's still a risk, first-round pick. Yeah, they all are. Uh, What what do you got, Tyler? Well, a lot of Bears fans were very excited when the Niners went in and beat the rival Packers. But I was most excited this weekend when Stanford head coach Tara Vanderveer went and beat my rival, uh, beat Coach K. (laughs) And she is now the winningest basketball coach in NCAA history. And I think it is all setting up the table for Coach K to come back to DePaul. I love it. That's He's such a home. great take. He's going to take over uh, for the Blue Demons, and he is going to reclaim, or at least try to reclaim, his spot as the winningest coach in NCAA history. This is a great challenge. Like, DePaul should be like a new reality show where every year a former NCAA legend takes over the program and they see how they could do for the year. Like, next year... Coach K takes it over. The year after that, another Roy Williams, come Roy on Williams, down. Jay Wright, and then your let's celebrity coaching. Jim yes. Beheim, you're next. Yes, and let's see, like which Jason Kelsey, come coach the Blue Demons. <laughs> yes, and like, like at least it, look. If you're not going to ever reclaim the days of Ray and Joey Meyer, let's have some fun with it at least.
and let's see who can, what legend can can do the best with it. Is the same woman still the, the AD over no, there? No, I don't Jean, believe. No, she's Jean gone. No, don't they have a new AD yes, there? Dwayne Peavy. He came yeah, from, okay. he was like one of the high-ranking guys at Kentucky. Yeah. Yeah. All right. What's your bad? Uh, my bad was the kickers. And and I'm uh, listen, I'm not just telling you that Tyler Bass and Anders Carlson are the sole reason why their team's lost. But let's be honest. It's a 41-yard field goal and a 44-yard field goal. You got to make those. Yes, you do. Like if if, if, if Windy listen, or not. Stefan Diggs make that catch. Uh, uh I, I mean Josh Allen make a better throw. Whoever it is, like you've got one job to do in most instances, and these kickers, again, I'm not going to blame both losses on them, but Carlson and Bass have got to make 41 and 44 yard field goals respectively. I'm sorry, they do. It's it's crunch time. Yep, for sure. Uh, I want to play you this. This is a little bit off the beaten path, but um, Caitlin Clark got run over after o- Ohio State beat Iowa in women's basketball. She's must see TV. And I saw this, someone tweeted this out yesterday on Twitter regarding court storming. And I'm, I never want court storming to go away. Court storming is a part of college basketball. And that was Matt Painter's point, I believe, two weeks ago when his team got upset by Nebraska. And he doesn't think court storming should go away. He just thinks it should be policed better and that the players should be protected and the students should be protected better. He saw this coming. Take a listen to this. And if you saw Clark, she got run over. She could have been hurt seriously. She was not hurt seriously, though. But she was run over by a court stormer. And uh, Matt Painter, this was just two weeks ago, said this is going to happen. Listen to this. So we got to do something about the court storms, guys. I don't know why institutions aren't ready for it. Like, what did you think was going to happen if they won? Like, spread the word. Spread the word before somebody gets hurt. You know, a student from Nebraska should be able to storm the court, right? Like, we're cool. Like, just, like, get ready for it. That's what you're going to do. So, like, we're, we're struggling in our conference with that. We got, we have a, our freshmen, sophomore, and juniors have never lost a road game without a court storm. Think about that. So this isn't, think about that. Put that in your article. All right? Because someone's going to get hurt. Someone's going to get hurt. And it's gonna, it could be a student. could be one of Nebraska's guys. could be one of our guys. could be someone working the scores bench. could be anybody. But, like, I don't know why people don't get ahead of it. All right? It's happened a lot, and it's just I, I, I don't understand that. You've you got to have order. you got to get a rope. you got to get police officers. you got to get people around and protect your own, protect us, protect them, protect, the, you know, the fans. I don't know. I'm not a cop. I don't work security. Like, but we have to do something. There wasn't something that happened physically. No, 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 nothing happened. But it's just that something's going to happen. Like, you don't, that's not how you, you can't think through things like this. Something's going to happen. We don't want that to happen to anybody. I thought that was a great point that he made at the end. Nothing happened to them. But he said something is going to happen. How do you, but how do you prepare for a more orderly court storming? Like maybe again, like ropes go up. I don't like. And he said his point was, I'm not a cop. I don't know. I don't run security. But just like you do when you when you police areas where you let people go on the field, there should be a rope where the players are allowed to walk off away from people running onto the court. There should be an aisle where the players are allowed to walk off the court. And everyone else is running onto the court. Final timeout inside of a minute. The home court team, the home team is responsible for the announcement. All fans, if you're planning to storm the courts, please form a single line. <laughs> I don't, like again, they running I, the bases after the game. I think, I think his line is great. About he doesn't know. He's not a security guard. I'm not a cop. But I thought it was. I just thought it was very interesting. I just think that, that two weeks before please it happened, storm the court in an orderly manner. Yeah, I think that those two concepts they fight against each other: court storming and orderly behavior. Like, no, but I think his message is there should be. You want to set up a high five line? No, an aisle way for the players to leave away from that. But I, that which is, I, I think it's a good idea. What if that is on the other side of the court? 
Like, what if your exit where where you go into the locker room isn't someplace well, that I think you, if just... you If you have ropes, his mess, he was talking about, again, and I'm not a cop. <laughs> You're just a lonely Bills fan is all you are. If you not a cop. If you have security people put two ropes up where you allow them to go into their dressing room. Good luck with that. I mean, like, look, I don't want anyone to get hurt either, but... I mean, court storming and field storming is chaos. Okay. There was a writer in Des Moines a couple years ago who, after Iowa State, did a court storming. He broke his leg. Like, there have been people that have court storming. I just thought it was interesting. I wanted to play that. And I thought it was pretty, pretty interesting that he, he saw this coming two weeks ago. Good foresight by Matt Painter there. Yeah. For my bad, gentlemen, I'm going to go ahead and cite the AI-generated photo of a six-fingered Andy Reid making out with Taylor Swift that began circulating the internet shortly before the Chiefs and Bills game took off. I don't know what's going on. AI, though, it is a scary, weird world. What's more disgusting, him with six fingers or him making out with the... Oh, clearly six fingers. I'm Alfonseca over here. Getting handsy. It was definitely. Did you guys like, see the really? photo? Did you happen to catch it? I saw it. I did just not. scrolling. Yeah, I just I kept scrolling. It. Like, like it wasn't. Uh, like everyone knew it was fake. Yes, that one. Sure. What about the next one? Yes. Like what? Like at what point are you going to be like? Wait what a minute. Is, is that the real? Next one with Andy Reid with a lizard tongue and Taylor Swift. We're in trouble. We're just. We're in trouble. <laughs> Society is on the cusp. For many reasons. Yeah. We're on the cusp of something we're never going to return from. (laughs) It's not just an average lost by the Buffalo Bills, mister. Like, this is... Let me me dissect one thing at a time. Okay. Uh, What's yours, uh, Tyler? What's your bad? My bad is Stephon Diggs and his three receptions for 21 yards on eight targets. He dropped the ball down the sideline near the end of the game as well. And he's just been bad pretty much since October. I mean, this is a guy who, in all likelihood, has probably played his last snap in Buffalo. And he is an aging guy as well. I think he's going into his year 33 season next year. I mean, if I'm any team, like... How desperate do you have to be to want Stephon Diggs? It seems like he's been a bit of a problem, too, in that locker room as well. So, I mean, we could be looking at a pretty steep drop-off for Stephon Diggs. I didn't really know. He's 30. He'll be going into his year 31 season. Yeah, I thought he was. uh, But still, I mean, even this year, he still had 107 catches for almost 1,200 yards, only eight touchdowns. I'm with you, though. I it. And there is, I think the biggest thing that people have to realize, all of you diehard Bills fans. I got something for Bills fans is, though, coming is up. That, that Josh Allen's contract's going, the cap number's going from like 18 to about 40. So somebody's not going to be able to get the big bag of money. What's your dirty? Uh, my dirty is your jealous uh, take on brothers and how they should respond. Like, I didn't really have anything written down, but as soon as you said that, like, I think that that's, that's bad. Like, you're promoting, like, jealousy amongst I'm siblings. I'm not promoting it. I just, you are. I was promoting the brotherly love, actually. I said that was great. I did, like, it impressed me. And you just said that every brother should be like that. And I didn't I know think that. So I think that. I think that it's more normal that, that siblings, brothers are happy for each other's success. Okay. And I'm glad to hear that. Yeah. Um. I will rip some Bills fans here. Did you see when Patrick Mahomes went over to the kid to give him, like, gloves after the game? You guys just lost a game in heartbreaking fashion. I get it. You can't throw snowballs like that at a player. Uh, And he's not wearing his helmet. He's ducking. He's trying to cover his head. That's dirty. That's bad sportsmanship. Those are your people. I know it is. Those are your fans. And I'm telling them that that's yeah. dirty. That's 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 they awful. Them during the game as well. Oh, I know. And a week ago, they were throwing it during a play yes. in the corner of the end zone. They did it again last night. You can't do that. Stop doing that. Hey, we, we can't represent Buffalo like that. No, we can't. Uh, my dirty. Uh, how about the filthy, dirty game plan that Matt Nagy prepared, according to Andy Reid? And then Nagy's game plan, like I said, was so deep um, uh, on the offensive side. 
and there was plenty of stuff even left over and we said we were going to empty the the chart uh, today and run everything we didn't run out of anything so this is ai um, too it, it was yes, a great job by call. him He's laying the groundwork That's for... That's not really him. He's laying the groundwork after he uh, walked... If the Listen. Chiefs win a Super Bowl... Yeah. Yeah, you know... You Meller, know who he's going to... Meller, you know when the, the Patrick Mahomes uh, consecutive streak appearance in the AFC title game ends? When the Chiefs the day, hire the 2018 the, NFL Coach of the Year? The day that Andy Reid retires. And that, that torch is passed. They're setting up the succession plan. Yeah, Matt Nagy is waiting. Feel dirty, like even. I'm sure he participates and contributes. At the end of the day, do you think Andy's just sitting in his office waiting for Matt Nagy to drop? Here's this week's game plan. Here it is. <laughs> oh, this is a doozy, here's Matt. Some, here's some really good ones in here. You, you did great work. Here this you go. Week, Matt. It's right here. I'm just saying he's laying the groundwork for his succession plan. He wants Matt Nagy to take over when he finally retires. Those idiots in Chicago, they didn't recognize genius. Good thing we do. Matt, you need some more peanuts and Cracker Jacks? Come on, we got to fuel you, get you ready for the AFC title game. Get me a plan ready to go, stat. And Tyler, wrap us up. My dirty, how about a little bit of golf? A 20-year-old named Nick Dunlap won the Farmers Insurance Open. He's the first amateur to win on the PGA Tour since 1991 when Phil Mickelson did it. But here's the dirty part. He's not allowed to collect his $1.5 million prize money. Because he's an amateur. Because he's an amateur. Yeah. You can collect NIL money as a player... In a college environment, but you're an amateur. You don't get the purse money. So what happens to it? He just forfeits it. It It goes to second place. It bumps down the line. Yeah. Yeah. By the way, let me add a dirty to this. Am I dirty for suggesting or asking? I won't suggest. I'm asking. Is this feat diminished at all because of the field that has been, I would say, significantly lessened because of the defections to the live tour. Well, Justin Thomas played. He did. And I know he struggled, but he, I know, he was but in the like, final pairing but John Rahm's not going to be right. there. Like, a lot of guys. I mean, it is early in the season, too, so right. you don't always see a lot of guys. Um, but I but mean, still it, an amateur winning. I get an it. amateur winning against yeah. professionals, I think, is worth something. I, just, also, I think it's interesting to see how the PGA Tour kicks off, so to speak, with some of the defections. Yeah. It'll be interesting. By the way, did you see that uh, Nick Dunlap, by the way, he goes to Alabama. He's the one that gives Nick Saban golf lessons. Oh. By the way, did you see Nick Saban? A lot Saban of time just, for that now, Abdallah. Huh? He just bought like a big $9 million mansion down in Jupiter, I think, on Jordan's, right around Jordan's course. Oh, did he really? Uh, yes, he did. Oh, Saban and MJ playing a little golf Roll together. Tied. All right, uh, there you go. The good, the bad, the dirty. Wanted to play this a little bit earlier. Greg Olson was on our show. Um, a former Bears tight end, of course, now a Fox analyst. Uh, good stuff on uh, the Bears' new OC, Shane Waldron. Uh, he was the OC for Seattle the last three years. Started with Sean McVay way back in 2016. He was the offensive quality control guy when McVay was the OC in Washington for the Redskins at that time. And then he followed him to L.A., and was an assistant uh, coach there, and he rose all the way up to the um, passing game coordinator and then eventually went to uh, Seattle to become their offensive coordinator. So Greg Olson was talking about, again, coming from this tree of being under McVay, being under Shanahan, and really it's the only move. This was Greg Olson's thoughts on the Bears' new offense. That To me, that is the only offense. And I'm, this isn't even just about Justin. If you ask me, all right, you're going to run an offense, Olson. You don't know who your quarterback is. You don't know who you, you don't know anything about your team. But I, you need to pick right now what system you're going to run. It is not a coincidence that Brock Purdy and Jordan Love and C.J. Stroud and all these young quarterbacks, and in a very short amount of time, have really grown into real deal dudes. Right? They, they didn't have a real. I mean, C.J. Stroud had no transition. I mean, he he was great for, as a rookie. Jordan Love, yes, he sat behind Rodgers for years. First time stepping on the field this year. Brock Purdy, this was his first full season. He took over last year in like week 14. For them to have the success they did, it is not a coincidence they're all playing in the same system. Tua, down in Miami, same system. 
to me, that is the system that every young quarterback could benefit from. So I, if they do stick with Justin, I think it's a good sign that they brought in Shane Waldron. Obviously, he comes from that McVay background. He did a little bit of it. You saw sprinkles of it in Seattle. Sometimes the personnel and whatnot, the, the philosophy doesn't exactly allow him to like do it to the nth degree. If he comes in and he runs that system at its truest form, what we've seen out of San Francisco, what we saw all year, Matt LaFleur probably ran it the most pure of any of the coaches around the league, right? Shanahan's evolved a little bit because Purdy's got some things out of gun that he's good at. And down in Miami, McDaniels has altered it just because of Tua and those wide receivers, and he's put his spin on it. But LaFleur's system, what he ran, I think a guy like Justin getting him under center, getting him on the move, getting him boots, getting him easy throws – take some pressure off the offensive line that you're not just sitting back there and shotgun all day saying, hey, rush the passer. I think that system protects the quarterback and the offensive line better than any system in the league. And uh, Detroit this weekend with Ben Johnson, same, you know, right. same idea, same philosophy. It's not a coincidence the teams that have success offensively are all, in essence, under the same tree. I thought that was a great breakdown, and I thought that is interesting that it's no coincidence that these guys – come in right away and have success, whether they're a rookie or a first-year starter. I thought the way he explained that was made a lot of yeah, sense. Yeah, I, I mean, look, I, I can't argue with him when he says there's only one offense and this is the style offense because it works. Now, you may have to tweak it some to accommodate the skill set of your quarterback, and it's the... Like, I just don't know how much you can tweak that system because it's still going to be people screaming you've got to do more to help Justin, you know, take advantage of his skill set if, in fact, that's the route they go. Like, definitely, I mean, that that Rams system is, they love to run the ball. They do run boot action out of it. But it's also a quick passing, you know, from the pocket offense as well. So you would have to run a bit of a hybrid to accentuate the positives from what we've seen from Justin so far. We had Brock Heward on, who does a local radio show in Seattle. A lot of people were talking about what he had to say about Caleb Williams. This was his thought, though, on pairing Shane Waldron, who was the OC in Seattle, with Justin Fields. That I have a hard time saying yes to, just from the two, three years we had in Seattle. You know, they just couldn't run the ball. Right. And I don't think that that was a, a Geno Smith issue or a horrible offensive line. It's just I think he comes a little bit, which is surprising because the tree that he comes from should be a run play action team. And the head coach that he was playing for, basically, who'd never called anybody out, basically with us, you know, near the end, is like, we're just not doing it. And I'm like, well, why aren't you doing it? Call the freaking run plays. Like, run the ball. You know, your rushes per uh, attempt are pretty good. Your overall net yards are one of the worst in the league or bottom five in the league. So I would like to say because of the background and the tree that he comes from, that would be central. But I don't think it'd be anything like the right. dude that used to be with the Buffalo Bills and Jim Harbaugh in there and built a bully in San Francisco. And if that guy is available to me, that would make a ton of sense. And Brock Heward was a big fan of playing bully ball is what he said with Justin Fields as the quarterback for the Bears. Look, Shane Waldron in his offense, you're going to throw it. Now, I mean, what Greg was talking about is the conceptual concept of the offense. How it's applied is up to the offensive coordinator. And just a couple of numbers for you. In 17 games in 2022, Geno Smith threw the football 572 times. This year in 15 games, he threw it 499 times. Give me a comp with Justin for comparison's sake. I think Justin, I'm trying to get to it right now. I think Justin threw the ball like 300 times. Uh, I will get to you. Just give me one second. Justin Fields threw the football 300, I'm sorry, 370 times in 13 games. So compare, Gino threw it how many times this year in 15 games? 370-some games for Gina, uh, for... for uh, 370 in Justin's games right. this year. In and Gino last year in 17 games threw it 570 times. And this year, what did I say, 499 in 15 games? So they're going to chuck it. They're going to throw it. And maybe that's what Brock was saying. Like He would have liked to have seen them run it more. Because if you look at what Stafford's doing, and you look at, like, they're going to throw it in Detroit as well. But across the league, look at San Francisco. They run the football. And they run a lot of their passing game off of run looks and boots. So it sounds like Shane Waldron runs a different variation, his own variation, of what they've all kind of grown right. up.
Right. Learning. All right. Uh, good stuff. Black and Abdallah back together. We will cross talk with them. And it's brought to you by Steinhoffels next. I'm going to tell you about Connie's Frozen Pizza, the official frozen pizza of the Waddle and Sylvie show. It's true Chicago-style pizza. Not what out-of-towners think true Chicago-style pizza is. True Chicago-style pizza is thin, it's crispy, it's cut into squares. And thanks to Connie's Frozen Pizza, you can enjoy a true slice of the city. Mason and I shared a pepperoni pizza last night during the big game. And Connie's How many Frozen- slices did he get versus you? No, he actually... Come on. He ate as much as me, if not more. And I even gave him the last piece. Come on. Yes. It was it was a huge upset. Wow. Yeah. Connie's frozen pizzas are, are classic thin pies. He's turning into Pizza Boy. I'm Pizza Man. He's Pizza Boy. Uh, they're made with the same cornmeal crust Connie's has been serving for over 60 years. They're perfectly cheesy and saucy, and they're exactly what you want on hand when you're craving pizza. Get to know the true Chicago style with Connie's frozen pizza. The born in Chicago, enjoyed everywhere. Available at your local grocer's freezer. Follow Chicago's Home for Sports on Instagram at ESPN underscore Chicago. This is Waddle and Sylvie. Listen now in HD on our app and on ESPN 1000. But this is a dime, not a donkey. Yeah, we think it was a dare. Yeah, but Black was the first. Yeah, he was the yes. first to report. Yes, he was. He, Tony has no clue. Sucks. he has no clue what he's saying. <laughs> yeah. No, and like, okay, so a dare. That's assuming he's got friends, right? Oh, <laughs> I bet he's a good hang, though. Yeah, yeah. yeah don't you think? I yeah, I think he probably. I'll is. take your word for it. Yeah. I think there are 70,000-plus who are screaming against him. Well, that's how many fans I play in front of normally at my house. Pretend like they're all there, but there's zero. See, he's lost, that? man. He's lost. Was that yesterday? Yeah, that, yes, that was yesterday. What was he talking yes. about? Yeah, he was. I don't know. He yeah. doesn't know. He, they, the want... the uh, camera had a shot of Mahomes on the sideline when they were saying that. Yeah. I don't know why. I think he thought he was being funny. I don't know. You know how after the fact... We get all the highlights in different languages. We get like the Korean, <laughs> the call. Then we get the, the Romo highlights. No, like, can I just, can I have that option? Can I just watch the Korean? I'd rather watch the Korean broadcast and not understand a damn thing than have to listen to him. I like the Super Bowl because I like the commercials. I like the halftime show. I feel like Taylor Swift has gotten all the shine. Usher's going to do a great uh, Super Bowl halftime show this year, and no one's going to care because Taylor Swift might be there. But, like, I have to sit through Romo through three and a half watch hours. Watch on Nickelodeon. Ooh, I could watch it's on, on Nickelodeon, Nickelodeon this year. Same commercials, though? Probably, Probably. not. It's all, it's all the same network. Why don't you just mute it while it's playing and then put, turn it back up during the commercial? Much, that's too much work. Yeah, I mean, uh, listen, there are other options how you could go about watching your football. Or you could just hope that Romo is better at what he does. No. And he wasn't a weirdo. He's not going like, to Like, anybody. that's the thing. He just says weird blank. <laughs> Right? Like, it's just, he doesn't, he's never had a conversation with someone that's, like, normal. You I could tell. Like Nance is just a weird worse guy. because of him, yes. too. Nance is awful there's, now. There's no doubt about it. Yes. Give they me, don't do a whole lot of explaining what's no. going on. I think no. there needs to be a coup. There needs to be a coup. They Let's both get, need, get out, out of there. trade between Fox and uh, yeah, CBS. Yeah, no, needs to storm the studios. No, just <laughs> get uh, out of there. Just uh, elevate some of the folks that they have. I mean, the Bears played on CBS a couple times in December, and they had some like D list crews, and those crews were pretty good. Who were they? The one with uh, Ross, Ross Tucker, Tucker was yeah, pretty with, good. Uh, he was like with McCordy, right? Yeah, that was a good. Don't that was say a good that broadcast. to Yurko. Yurko had a fit about that. Well, he about that like game? Ross Tucker. Well, he didn't like that crew. I oh, like I, thought, I thought they did a good, I thought yeah. they did a nice job. And then what? Uh, CBS has Kevin Harlan, right? Yeah, just slot yeah. him in there. What and... did you think about? Did you guys hear the Kevin Harlan call? Yeah, wide, right. Yeah, yes. yeah. Was he yeah. a little too excited about it? Being only wide for, right? only for well, you Bills fans. Does doesn't he have Kansas City ties? <laughs> he, he lives there. He does. Yeah. I think yeah, so. Right? Yeah. So no. speaking of speaking of ties, and like, um, didn't his father work for the organization, and that's how he got into this? No, he worked for the Packers. Packers, okay. Tariko playing favorites. The first dude on the uh, on the Lions that got an interception, right? And he goes, whatever his name is, I forget it. Out of Syracuse with the interception. <laughs> and then Branch out of Alabama gets interception. He goes, the other defensive back with an interception. Like, you're not even going to say his name? Syracuse. Come on. Oh, 
Well, well Tariko's supposed to be on. We'll play that for him. Yeah, play that. Be like, come on, man. Where's the love? You're come only on, you're man. like, I get it. You, I listen. He shouldn't be doing Michigan games or Detroit games, anyways. A little biased, but that's that's just for me. Oh, he's. I mean, he lives, just lives in the there. area. We're we're a country that's divided with everything. Can we all agree that Romo sucks? Can we can we just I, I all come together? Can we all are. just come together and agree that Romo? This is a dime, not a donkey. Yeah, sure. Whatever. Dime, not a donkey. <laughs> I I, t- I sent the text to the group, and I'm like. Should I know this phrase? Mm-hmm. No. Is it me? I no. can't wait till someone throws a bad pass and I get to go that donkey. <laughs> I think it's that's a pass, not an ass. I think that's what he was trying to say. That's a good one. That's a pass, not an ass. Well, obviously it's a pass. That's I mean, too the ball clever. Was thrown. Yeah. Yeah. That's a pass. That's not clever. an ass. It's a dime, not a donkey. <laughs> By the way, I think he was making stuff up. And Did he yeah. mean to say duck? Because, like, aren't they, when you throw yeah, a duck out yeah, there, do you maybe. mean to say a dime, not a duck? Could be. Maybe you got his animals back. But this is a dime, not a donkey. You mean a duck. <laughs> Did you guys see at the start of the broadcast when, when you know, they, they have the two-shot welcoming everyone to yeah. the broadcast? Nance <laughs> sets it up. All right, Jim, I'm really excited to go. Like, what? In, in his what workout clothes. Yeah. And I, don't doing, think he, I bet he's not wearing shoes either. What are you doing? Why do you think he's not I wearing don't know. shoes? Just, he looks to me like a guy wouldn't wear his shoes in the booth. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know in socks <laughs> or in like, oh, bare got, feet? No, he's got socks on, oh. but no he's, shoes. He's like the airplane guy who's yeah. taking his, sh- his shoes off. Yes. Ugh. Yeah. <laughs> socks guy. That's the worst. I'm not sure why. I just feel that way. Crosstalk uh, brought to you by Steinhoffel's <laughs> four Chicago area locations. The newest one in Harwood Heights. Uh, and then we've got uh, Black and Abdal back together. You know that shirt, like that everyone's got the the t shirt that the collar lays a little low because yeah. it's not like uptight because it's old. That's what yeah. he wears. Uh-huh. He wears that underneath the. Which yeah. I'm cool that you're not wearing three piece suits, but yeah. the, the ragged t shirt that's like this. Yeah, he yeah. wants to show off the chest meat. Little, yeah. little chest hair. Well, me. Yeah. All right, boys, have a great show. <laughs> have a good night, guys. Uh, thanks to Greg Olson. Great work by Tyler Aki and Jeff Meller. For Waddle, I'm Sylvie. TSPN 1000. Have yourself a great Monday night. But this is a dumb-